Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, Joe Biden's hanging out with his best buddy, Xi Jinping. They're palling around today holding a high-stakes meeting. And considering how much money Joe Biden's made off of China, this is like meeting with your main client. You know, you got to take these things very seriously. You have to give them lots of hands-on attention. And you never hold them accountable for anything because you don't want to lose the business, obviously. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It is a busy Wednesday afternoon. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. The First Lady of New Jersey, Tammy Murphy, has announced that she's running for the United States Senate against the corrupt Senator Bob Menendez. Wow. King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, well, his royal rugness would love to be a power, power couple, a dynamic, a power dynamic couple. And uh, I guess that's what's exactly what we're watching happen here, play out with Tammy Murphy deciding to run for u.s senate uh is she going to get the nomination probably yeah because the the way it works is that the governor uh, being very very powerful will control all the democrat county chairs and the county chairs will give tammy murphy the line and they'll bump bob menendez off the line and then bob menendez will will lose that's 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 literally how this works in new jersey politics and no doubt about it it's uh, a situation where if tammy murphy wants to be united states senator for new jersey she will be the U.S. Senator for New Jersey because, unfortunately, the Democrat Party is completely corrupt and they're, they, don't, they don't believe in things like open primaries or anything like that. Can she be beaten is the question when she becomes the candidate. Well, it's 2024. It's blue Jersey. And there's going to be, obviously, a lot of people coming out to vote against Donald Trump in New Jersey. But I don't, I don't ever get pessimistic or doom and gloom about these things. I always want to believe that there's a chance and that hope uh, arises and hope lives. And we'll see who the Republicans put up against her. But I think that the, the fact that Tammy Murphy wants to run shows you that the Murphys are really the new, the new Clintons of our time. They are the new Clintons of our day. And they want to be the power couple. And, of course, he has his eyes 
very, very much on the White House, no doubt about it. You know who also met with uh, Xi Jinping recently is Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. And he, uh, he got to hang out with Xi. Gavin Newsom would also like to be president of the United States of America, obviously. Today, Christopher Wray, the FBI director, testified before the House. He had some uh, some concerns. I should say the members had some concerns regarding, oh, you know, all the people coming into this country illegally through the border. And uh, it was also uh, there along with Alejandro Mayorkas in the House Homeland Security Subcommittee. It's shocking to think that the number of people coming into this this country illegally continues to escalate every single day. But then again, we're not really giving people disincentive to come to the country. We're giving them every incentive possible to come to the country. So who should be surprised about that? Plus, it's what Joe Biden wants. He wants open borders. It's what the Democrat Party wants. I don't know if Joe Biden himself specifically wants these things because I don't think Joe Biden knows what freaking day it is. But you know what I mean? You get the point. I'll tell you, though, when the... Republicans pushed forward yesterday with their new budget plan. You had a lot of very, very um, confused heads that have the process worked yesterday with the new speaker, Mike Johnson, there. And they're turning around and they're wondering to themselves, wait a second, is this is this the right way to go? Is this the right move here? So I'll get into that with you a little bit. I'll tell you what Steve Scalise said about how we are done with these big, big, gigantic omnibus bills. But I... Um, Mentioned on yesterday's show how angry I was at Nikki Haley for suggesting that we should go after people on social media and that you should have to register with the government and that Nikki Haley as president would force social media companies to verify each and every one of their users. In fact, Matt DeSantis, if you have the clip from yesterday, please uh, pull it up for me because I'd like to I think it's good to worth remind everybody what Nikki Haley said. And it's the absolute most tyrannical thing i've heard from a republican in a very very long time and it's terrifying and it's unconstitutional too the idea that you cannot criticize your government anonymously you can't go after your government go after elected leaders and the argument that she's using which is the same exact argument that the left uses all the time is the argument that this is for national security and also to make people nicer people so we crack down on a-holes we crack down on a-holes and then we don't have to worry about a-holes anymore i i don't mind a-holes I, I i mean that's okay that's america you're allowed to have uh, to be an a-hole on social media you're you're allowed to be that it's it's completely your constitutional right to be an a-hole you have the first amendment right to be one and it doesn't matter if your pastor's unhappy or your kids or your family the, the goal of the government is not to regulate speech so that they can turn around and think you're a really nice person That's not how it's supposed to be. And then she goes down the road of saying that foreign bots present a national security threat. So she goes, she talks about civility being the issue, civility being a problem. And then she goes on about Russian bots and Chinese bots and Iranian bots. So which is it? Is it civility or is it bots? But it's it's exactly like Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, exactly like Kathy Hochul where they they use national security as the excuse, the impetus, to go out there and argue that they need to control your speech. They need to control your words. Just as a reminder, this is what Nikki Haley said yesterday. I'm, keep this clip handy throughout the show today, Matt. We're going to have to play this a couple times, but take a listen. 
When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. So is it a national security threat or is it the lack of civility online? And and which is it? But again, it's always going to be security is the is is the excuse that tyrants use to control you and control you and take away your rights and take away your freedoms and your liberty. It's always going to be security, national security. Remember, this is the only axiom from way back in the day. Every time you give the government power. And you cede your liberty under the guise of keeping you safe. They will take whatever power you give them. They will weaponize it and they will use it against you politically. Now, I was tweeting about this yesterday and I got a number of people who presented me with a screenshot of something that Donald Trump tweeted out on May 24th, 2013. I want to ask you if you think he was actually serious about this when he tweeted this out, because they're, tr- they're trying to equate the two. You know, the the Republican establishment, who's now backing Nikki Haley, dug up this old tweet from Donald Trump in 2013. And they're trying to say, well, true is Trump's idea. Trump's idea. And so let me just ask you, honestly, do you think he's being serious here in this tweet? Let me let me read this to you. It should be mandatory that all haters and losers use their real name or identification when tweeting. They will no longer be so brave. Exclamation mark. Now. Do you think he's really being serious there? And you think he just means haters and losers? And you think he's saying it like it should be mandatory, as in at the time Twitter should make it mandatory, and only if you're a hater and a loser? And do you think he meant it? And you think he really was thinking at the time that we would literally identify haters and losers? And anybody who's a winner or, or a lover, they won't, they won't have to identify themselves winners and lovers can remain anonymous haters and losers will have to then have their identity shown you think the two are the same you think what what trump tweeted out in 2013 is is similar to what nikki haley's saying because if you do you have no sense of humor and you are a republican establishment hack who is looking to try to save nikki haley from what i think is absolute political suicide she committed the second point i'll make is that that was 2013 when donald trump was just a private citizen on the apprentice and doing his thing hadn't even walked down the escalator yet did he in the four years he was president ever try to do any of these things that nikki haley suggested doing did he ever try to force big tech companies to turn over their algorithms to the government as president did he ever force a registry of people online so that the government could monitor what you're saying and monitor your speech did he ever do those things no he didn't so i think what a reasonable rational person could conclude is that when trump put out that tweet at 5 21 p.m on may 24th 2013 it should be mandatory that all haters and losers use their real name or identification when tweeting they will no longer be so brave that it was a tongue-in-cheek comment because it was not a policy that he actually implemented as president. And also, again, I don't know how you just uh, just distinguish the haters and the losers from the winners and the lovers. See, I'm a winner and a lover. 
I win and I love, and I love to win and I win to love, and I love those things. I'm a winner. I'm a lover. So I would, I, I could remain anonymous. Only if you're a hater and a loser would you have to reveal your identity under Trump's plan, this master plan in 2013. Now let's play Nikki Haley one more time, and I'm going to ask you again: Do you think that they're the same? Trump's tweet about it should be mandatory that all haters and losers use their real name or identification when tweeting they will no longer be so brave do you think that that's the same as what nikki haley is saying she would do as president of the united states as her first priority take a listen when i get into office the first thing we have to do social media accounts social media companies they have to show america their algorithms let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing the second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name that's first of all it's a national security threat when you do that all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the russian bots the iranian bots and the chinese bots and then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say accountability and they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it it's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country now, does anybody really think those, those two things are the same do you think that's the same i mean really that's that those two things are are are, are equal it's it's remarkable to me that people could equate those two things trump was obviously being tongue-in-cheek he wasn't even a political candidate and he was talking about the the haters and the losers not the winners and the lovers and nikki ellie's talking about everybody and she's talking about doing it as presidential policy trump was saying that as far as twitter should make it mandatory that everybody has to use their real names as a preference as a user on Twitter, not as government policy that he would implement as president of the United States of America. And at no point in his comment about haters and losers does he mention national security or any of the other BS that Nikki Haley just word vomited there. The reality is Nikki Haley is a tyrant for pushing this forward. And as Charles C.W. Cook at National, at National Review points out, you know, if is the problem here that foreign bots present a national security threat or is the problem here a lack of civility online? Certainly these two matters overlap from time to time, but they aren't the same. Incivility on the internet in, on the internet is not a national security threat. And irresponsive of whether they pose a national security threat, not all foreign bots are uncivil. Watching Nikki Haley, I, I, I couldn't help but wonder if she's reasoned herself backwards from her starting position. Everyone online ought to be verified, therefore. So if all users online were forced to submit to verification, most foreign bots would be removed as a result, would be her thinking. Okay, But it would be possible for social media sites to purge as many foreign bots as they could without forcing the verification of American users. But Nikki Haley doesn't distinguish between the two problems. Now, look, nobody likes the idea of foreign bots. However, uh, the problem is not nearly as extensive as we're told it is. The government keeps boosting up this idea of bots to use its power for disinformation and misinformation purposes. That's what they try to do. That's what they try to do all the time. They use the threat of this and they turn around and they say, well, national security. So there were 500 people, I think, when they did that project analyzing what the government was doing targeting so-called russian bots in the 2020 election they found 500 people and most of them were americans and most of them were were people that hadn't tweeted that much and there was no organized effort and there was no coordination with the kremlin and but yet we established an entire government agency 
to go out there and monitor American speech on the Internet. And that is at the very heart of the case right now in court, Missouri v. Biden, which is that just like Nikki Haley wants the government of the United States of America, the FBI, Biden's FBI, Biden's DOJ, went to Facebook, went to Twitter and told them to censor American speech. Whether it was on COVID or the Hunter Biden laptop, they 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 went to big tech and told them what to do. At the very heart of the of the case before the U.S. Supreme Court coming up, Missouri v. Biden, is that question. Can the government coerce social media companies to silence you? And if they do, is it a violation of your First Amendment rights? And of course it is. Of course it's a violation of their First Amendment rights. First of all, these tech companies are private. Their algorithms, they own them. They're theirs. They can deal with their users any way they want to. If Twitter in 2013 had looked at Donald Trump's tweet and said, you know what, you're right. We are going to make all the haters and losers be verified. That's up to them. At the time, they would have done that. I don't think Jack would have gone along with that at the time. Elon Musk has toyed with that. But those are private platforms, and they can do that. If Elon Musk wants to say that every person on Twitter has to be verified, Elon Musk has a right to do it. That's up to him. What I'm talking about here is the government forcing these private sector entities to force you to be verified, which also goes at the heart of how this country was founded, where you have the founding fathers, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, writing a series of letters in the Federalist Papers, and don't forget the Anti-Federalist Papers, back and forth, anonymous letters to each other, talking about how the construction of government should go, how the construction of the Constitution should go, anonymously using pseudonyms it is at the very heart of america so there's so much wrong with what nikki haley's saying here so much wrong with it and a buddy of mine yesterday who i really like and respect said yeah but it'll cut down on the number of a-holes who are out there but who's who determines when somebody's an a-hole who makes that determination is there a federal commission on that is there is there a, a series of bureaucracies that get together and decide hey you're an a-hole and we're we we, we need to do something about your a-holeness you have a right to be in america you have a right to be a jerk you have a right to be rude you have a right to be uncivil you actually do have a right to be uncivil because how do you define civility how do you define it in the court of public opinion I know how Merrick Garland tried to define it. He, he tried to define it as being a domestic violent extremist when he sent out that school board's letter letting parents know, hey, we're watching you. You know, just so you know, you might have the FBI in the back of that school, that school board meeting room and you better watch it because we're, lo- we're watching you. Don't get out of line. It is the whole idea of intimidating people into, into compliance and silence because they don't want to get in trouble. So it's to say, and then it, 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 so then what happens? A lot of people then go online and they say things anonymously because they're worried about maybe losing their job or losing their friends or their family. And then those are their rights. They have a right to do that. They have a right to turn around and say, I don't want to lose my job, but I feel really strong about this. So I'm going to go online and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it anonymously. Because I think what my school's doing with transgender kids, not everybody can say the things that I say behind this microphone and get away with it. I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. I, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a great station, and they stand behind freedom of speech. Obviously, you hear that as our slogan. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210 WPHE. Free speech lives here. Not everybody has that luxury in life. Some people actually could, could get in trouble for saying what is so obviously a political point because their employers don't want to deal with it. They get shunned by the community. They get called names and bigots. And I mean, I, I get called names all the time, but... But that's okay. It's my job. 
so you're going to deny people then the ability to go online and use an, a, a pseudonym like Joe Biden did as vice president when he had, what, 64,000 emails with pseudonyms? Pseudonym, but that was discussing Ukraine and Hunter Biden and making money. So that that's okay. A pseudonym to talk about things like, I don't think it's okay that my daughter um, has to play on a team with a biological boy. I don't, think, I don't think the biological boy should be allowed to play on the girls' soccer team, for example. And maybe she can't say that publicly, and maybe she doesn't want to put it on Facebook because under her real name, because she, you know her friends and neighbors would shame her, but she wants to express that political point. The First Amendment allows that to occur. It protects you. It enables you to say those things without you having to put your name before the government so the government can know who you are at all times. And let's also not forget something that Nikki Haley clearly misses here, which is that we know that this government loves to retaliate against its own people. We know the power of the IRS. We know what the IRS did to conservatives. We remember the whole Lois Lerner thing, or have we forgotten that? We know the weaponization of government because there's an entire committee in the House. Jim Jordan and, and all these other guys are working on trying to get to the bottom of the weaponization of our government against our people. So you, you, you want the government to know at all times who you are and what you're saying? You imagine that kind of power? How that would, they would use that to threaten and coerce and silence people? All it takes is just one person getting arrested for saying something online that the government doesn't like to chill speech. And that's what they did with that guy, Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn, that was his moniker. That was his alias. Tweets out a funny meme about voting for Hillary Clinton by text. He goes to jail for 60 days. So you want to you give the government the power to know everything you're saying as yourself and lose the anonymity that the First Amendment pro- provides for you and protects you? All under the guise of stopping bots and a-holes? I mean, this is this is the end for Nikki Haley. I hope after this, I really do. I hope I hope that people come and and come to their senses. And just so you know, that this wasn't a one-off. It's something she just said to Harris Faulkner, and she just kind of was rambling on about it. She reiterated the pledge in a statement to the Washington Examiner, and she also articulated the same plan in a recent podcast appearance. Uh, and, and during that, one of the other participants who goes by the name Comfortably Smug on Twitter, and you may follow Comfortably Smug on Twitter, Comfortably Smug, whose interests are finance, whiskey, politics, books, food, marketing strategies, hashtag alt center. Comfortably Smug has 292,000 followers. Uh, Comfortably Smug was very upset by the fact that Nikki Haley said she wanted to do this, but she did. She told Byron York. Byron York said, I asked the Haley campaign about her statements advocating mandatory ID and verification of all social media users. Doesn't that raise troubling issues of privacy and freedom of speech? Below is Haley's initial statement and then the campaign's response. You heard the initial statement, and then I'll give you what the campaign said in response to Byron York. Uh, the uh, response from the campaign was that basically, although I'm having trouble pulling it up here, if I can grab that, there we go. Uh, the the response of the campaign was that she supports it, bottom line. So, uh, and nothing to the effect of I misspoke or anything else. The statement says this. Americans have a right to free speech, including having anonymous accounts on social media. What Nikki doesn't support is letting the Chinese and Iranians create anonymous accounts to spread chaos and anti-American filth among our people. They're doing that as we speak, and it's a national security threat. Social media companies have to do a way better job policing that. Clearly, Ron DeSantis wants to let Chinese propaganda machines run wild on social media without any restrictions. 
So she she is walking it back to a degree, but still doubling down on this idea that the government needs to monitor the Internet, social media to stop Russian bots, Chinese bots. You know, again, all in the name of keeping you safe. 855-839-1210, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you'd like to weigh in today, uh, Cooper University Healthcare is South Jersey's leading, leading academic health center, respected around the region, respected around the world, and with more than 75 specialties for you and your family. They are there for you every step of the way, including the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper, the Cooper Neurological Institute. MD Anderson at Cooper is amazing things i mean really they are saving lives saving lives of people with cancer and the cooper neurological institute turning around stroke and dementia patients giving them their life back but from pediatric to primary care to special surgical services cooper is there for you and your family you can make an appointment today by going to 1-800-8-COOPER or cooperhealth.org cooperhealth.org now i'm telling you right now the care the commitment the compassion that cooper shows and don't forget cooper urgent care centers there's one near you where they you have the very same people who are on the front lines saving lives at the region's number one level one trauma center they're the very same providers you're going to see for all your family's everyday urgent care needs at cooper urgent care so get an appointment today 1-800-8-COOPER or cooperhealth.org worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty, so. As we continue along the show today, busy uh, Wednesday, we'll have to talk about the uh, the first lady of New Jersey who wants to run for United States Senate. And we'll talk about that, of course, as the show goes on today. In fact, we have some audio of Tammy Murphy, but I want you to weigh in. Tell me what you think about Nikki Haley and her outrageous, tyrannical ideas here. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 
So give them to me. Talk to me about what you think uh, of Nikki Haley's plan. All right? And give me your uh, your take on all this. 855-839-1210. Or you can do this on, so, uh, on social media, of course, at Rich Zioli, if you would like to uh, weigh in at any point today during the day. But here is uh, the... Actually, let me hold on Tammy Murphy for a second. Since Biden is meeting with Xi Jinping in China, and we'll give some audio of that. Um, let's see. He wrote this. Uh, da, 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 da. Matt, do you have any audio of uh, of Biden and, and Xi Jinping yet? Can you grab some for me if you get a moment? Yeah, in a moment, clips if you want them. You got a couple clips? Absolutely. Yeah. What do we got? All right. So uh, here is... Uh, I don't know what he's saying here, actually. Just Nobody ever knows what the hell Biden's saying, just actually. Just and enjoy. I don't know what this is in reference to. Well, Mr. President, it's good to see you again. We've spent many hours together over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and uh, to host you in the United States is a great honor and a pleasure, uh, particularly as we to our summit today. So happy to see Xi Jinping, I guess. I don't understand what any of that means. Do you? I, I don't know what he's talking. Most of these clips are, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. Biden doesn't know what's going on. So I think it kind of works together in that sense that Biden doesn't have a clue what the, what the heck's going on. Here's but a, anyway, oh, but yet, I have another, uh, this one's short. This is him uh, telling Xi Jinping that they have a responsibility to the world to work together. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We also have a responsibility to our people. And the work and uh, the world uh, to work together when we see it in our interest to do so. See, I don't understand a word of that. I really don't. I don't understand a word of that. Uh, work together. What does that mean? It sounds to me like work together means it benefits China is what it means. All right. Uh, so we have uh, the FBI director, Christopher Ray, who was today before the House Homeland Security Committee. And he spoke before the, the committee. National Counterterrorism Center Director Christine Abizad also testified on global threats to the United States. And Alejandro Mayorkas also did as well. Congressman August Fluger of Texas asking Christopher Ray about the whereabouts of some individuals on the United States terror watch list who have illegally crossed into our country. Take a listen. Are there people that you are still searching for that we don't know where they are in the United States? Of the known apprehensions, KSTs, known or suspected terror people, match list to the terror watch list. Well, uh, are you still searching are, for people in the United States that we know match the terror watch list? I'm not sure I can answer that here uh, because it's a constantly moving Director target. A, yes. Uh, are there people that match the terror watch list that were apprehended by CBP that the FBI and other agencies are searching for in the United States? There are certainly individuals who are uh, the subject of terrorism investigations that we are searching for. Are there people? Not their people to me, I guess the distinction I'm drawing is, it, well, there's an, obviously a lot of focus on the watch list itself. One of the things that, and I've tried to be clear in my testimony here this morning, one of the areas that we are of concern is individuals who once here information later comes in are there people that you don't are there people people you don't know where they are that the fbi is searching for today yes Yes or no yes yes 
Yes, there are people. Yes, that's great. So we have known people on the terror watch list coming into the country Uh, as illegal border crossings top 10,000 crossings a day. Biden's DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, won't say what overwhelms the system in his mind. But in 2019, Obama Department of Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson said 1,000 illegal border crossings a day overwhelms the system overwhelms the system we got a whole lot more than that now going on in america right now in the united states of america a whole lot more cut number three and so my question to you if secretary johnson said a thousand immigrants a day when he was in the position that you sent if that was a bad day and that four thousand a day was a crisis what is a bad day for you, Secretary Mayorkas? Because we see now that the numbers have exploded. They're no longer 1,000 a day. They're not even 4,000 a day when this article was written. They're over 11,000 a day. And so in the last 20 seconds, what number to you represents a bad day when we see the number of apprehensions um, increase dramatically? So I'll give you the remainder of my time to answer the question, and I'll yield back. Vice Chairman uh, Guest, uh, we do not minimize the significance of the challenge at the southwest border, uh, and we are intensely focused on it. Is there mm-hmm. a number? Would you like to give a number? I asked for a number. That was my question. What, what number to you represents a bad day? And are you refusing to answer the question? Vice Chairman uh, Guest, uh, as I said, we do not minimize the significance <clears throat> of the challenge at the southwest border. That, that wasn't my question, Mr. Mayorkas. My, I, I ask a simple question. Give me a number. And you're filibustering, and you're refusing to answer the question. What is that number? I I have answered your question. No, you haven't, Mr. Mayorkas. You've not answered the question. There is no number. It's an endless number. Endless. There's no number. Please. Come on. Please. No numbers. Here is Representative McCall to Secretary Mayorkas. The idea now that what this border policy is, this wide open border policy, and what this means And he points out under U.S. statute how this administration is actually aiding and abetting deaths and criminal enterprise. And he's got the statute number cut number four. And and let me just say, 18 U.S.C. Section 2A states, whoever commits an offense against the United States or aids and abets counsel's command, induces or procures its commission is punishable as the principal. Human trafficking. A criminal enterprise in this country now with people with no legal status, an entire population seven times over to be killed by fentanyls, 12 billion total, 300,000 people dead due to fentanyls. Sir, I would argue that you've been aiding and abetting the, the deaths and the criminal enterprise that has occurred in this nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Aiding and abetting. I agree. Uh, some reaction on Twitter. Let's see. Uh, Jacques Gary. My wife and I hate. No, I mean, dislike Nikki Haley. LOL. Uh, Santo says, if there's ever a national a-hole determination committee, I would like to be on that committee. I have a number of names to start with, and it's a good way to keep my name off the list. Fair enough. Uh Ill Skills on Twitter says, Rich, Nikki Haley wants social media users to have ID before voters have to use ID. She's got some backwards priorities. 
Exile in Jersey says, Rich, even our founders use pseudonyms when penning the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist Papers. Very true. And thank you for recognizing the Anti-Federalist Papers because that's an important debate, too. And I think the Anti-Federalists might have been on to something about how eventually the federal government, even though the states were in charge, would eventually become this massive, massive government. Perhaps the Anti-Federalists... Might have been onto something. Uh, Amy Princess of Profanity says, "Can I get can 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 I and the Greater Chris get on the a hole committee? That's my ideal job." I agree. I mean, why not? You know, you should be on there. You know, a holes. You're surrounded by them all the time. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who are coming out and weighing in on this. Feel free to do so as well on social media. I won't even make you have to give your real name. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you would like to join in the show. Uh, we are overwhelmed today. We got a big show. We got a guest coming up. Did I miss the guest window? I did, didn't I, Matt DeSantis? Oh, I lost track of time. Um, All right, let's see if we can move him to 4 o'clock. That yeah, would be good since I... Now. Yeah, I completely missed the boat on that. And we're loaded up today. Since I'm off tomorrow and Friday, I have to go to an undisclosed location. I can't to say where I'm going, but it's an undisclosed location for the next couple of days. But Michael Pelka will be here. Uh, listen, Cherry Hill Volvo and Route 70 in Cherry Hill, my great friends over there, they are doing an extensive renovation. They got to make room. They got to make room for all of the reno projects. So in order to do that, got to get some Volvos off the lot. That means you get the savings. How does this sound for you? $1,000 off a new Volvo or... How about $2,000 off if you use Volvo car financing? How do you like this idea? $7,500 off a plug-in Volvo. The, the, the savings are endless at Cherry Hill Volvo, and they will combine them with all the other incentives that they have so that you can maximize your savings. And you're going to love driving one, too. You know, the XC40, which is what I have, the cargo room on this thing, it's unbelievable how much room I have, considering the fact that I've had to make all these trips lately to the, to the dump, and then when we were doing the move, I had to load stuff in the back and go back and forth from houses till we moved into the new house and uh, moved out of the old one. It's just a ton of cargo space. Whatever your preference is, whether it's an XC40, the XC60, the XC90, Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is where you go. Judith, Yosef, the entire team will take great care of you and make sure that you get the absolute best savings possible. So $1,000 off new Volvos to make way for the renovation, plus owner loyalty. $2,000 if you finance with Volvo Car Financing. It just makes perfect sense. Don't forget about uh, certified pre-owned Volvos and also the incredible Care by Volvo lease program at Cherry Hill Volvo because that's what I do and every five months I get a new Volvo to drive. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill where relationships matter. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Okay, 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. Everything we are discussing today, uh, we have another clip of Biden rambling about uh, China. We also have him rambling about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll get to that in just a moment. But this is Biden uh, where he tells the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, to leave the room. This is a little bit kind of like in The Godfather when, uh, you know, Salazzo says to the captain, Michael and I are going to speak Italian now. You know, talk about the real stuff. Uh, Take a listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Preston. Thanks, guys. 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 Than
Everyone get out. Everyone get out. He's got to speak to Michael in Italian, all right? He's got to speak to Xi in Chinese. In other words, he's got to tell Xi everything in Chinese that, uh, I mean, he doesn't speak Chinese, but Xi has all the, the, the receipts, if you know what I mean. He's got all the receipts. So he's going to make sure that he and Biden talk together. This is very similar to, remember the time that Barack Obama was caught in a hot mic saying to the president of Russia at the time, let me get through the election. Tell Vlad, you know, when I get through the election, we can, we can, we can really talk about some stuff. The, the two of them sitting there in that room together knowing that Xi Jinping knows all of the realities of Biden's corruption just imagine that for a moment you're Xi Jinping and you much like how Zelensky in Ukraine knows all about the Biden corruption and Joe Biden's going to sit there and talk policy with him and he's going to do it with no witnesses so just the two of them together one-on-one so nobody can actually know what's being said and 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 if you're going to have that conversation it's obvious that you're not you're not saying anything regarding cracking down on china being tough on china or anything else right i mean that's that's obvious so if you were going to crack down on china if you wanted to make demands on china you at least are going to have some witnesses in the room you at least are going to have the people that are going to implement that policy in the room But Joe Biden has no intention of doing that. He never has. That's why China got away with COVID. That's why there's no ramifications for COVID-19 whatsoever. And it's why China's alliance with Russia and China's alliance with Iran, not going to come up today. China is helping Iran and they're helping Russia. They're helping Iran defeat Israel and they're helping Russia defeat Ukraine. China is... It's it's a it's a little triad here. I don't want to use the uh, axis of evil, but I'm not going to say that. But the, but they are a triad: China, Russia, and Iran. They're all working together. And they're all besties. And you and I both know that if the United States of America was serious about this, we would be telling the G. We'd be saying, "You got to knock it off here, man. You're you're helping Iran. You're hurting our friend Israel, and you're helping Russia. And we're trying to fight this war. But Biden's corrupt. Russia has the goods on him." Biden's corrupt. China has the goods on him. So nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change with that. China will not be held accountable. In fact, we'll roll out the literal red carpet and the red flags will all fly in San Francisco like it's like it's uh, China. They'll all fly. And that's what they've been. I mean, I've been watching the pictures, all the red flags in California. And it's pretty fitting how communist Russia has. I mean, China has gotten that they would be flying red flags for China, but it's what it kind of looks like. I mean, hell, you got one of the parent companies, ABC Disney China, based right there in Los Angeles, right outside of L.A. and Disneyland. But but Joe Biden's not going to make any demands on China. He won't. And we know because it's climate change. I think Dr. Victoria Coates said it best when she said for the Biden administration, climate change trumps everything else. So getting the, 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 the Chinese, getting Xi to cut down on pollution, to embrace all their nutty Green New Deal ideas, that matters way more than getting them to stop helping Iran and stop helping Russia. Climate change is the greatest existential threat after all, remember? Way worse than Iran having a nuclear weapon. It's way worse than Russia winning and conquering Europe, as we're told all the time by uh, pundits who support the U.S.'s never-ending support of Ukraine in this war. Climate change is everything. 
So it has to trump China's support of Ukraine and China's support of Iran. And since climate change is everything, who cares about that pesky little virus that came out of a lab in Wuhan, China, that the Chinese government was actually making here? You know what I mean? So don't think for a second that Joe Biden is serious about cracking down on anything that Xi Jinping does. Now, Trump was different. Trump went after China. Trump held China accountable using tariffs. And Donald Trump acknowledged that Xi was his friend. And he said nice things about him. And we don't want war with China. And China was never going to dare to invade Taiwan when Donald Trump was there. But we also made China pay for the intellectual property theft and a lot of the other things that China was doing economically that Trump talked about. Manipulating the dollar, manipulating their own currency, that sort of thing. All that's gone now. And, you know, it's gone because the guy who got elected president, the guy who was president, I should say, that guy is corrupt by China. He's corrupted by China. So one of the first things he did when he got in there was to get rid of all those things that punish China. You got the ultimate client dinner. That's what it is. I mean, Biden hanging out with Xi is the equivalent of your best client coming to visit you in your showroom. And you got to make sure you, 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 you pull out all the stops for him. Xi's got the goods, you know what I mean? And Joe Biden's made a lot of money off China. A lot of money off China. So is Hunter. So has his brother. So is the entire family. It's a little ironic to see these two together sitting there and act like the United States of America is actually going to make foreign policy demands. So you turn to the Secretary of State and go, get out of the room. You know, Michael and I are going to speak Italian. We're going to talk about the real things that are going on here among the family business. Time for me and Xi to talk about the family business. Get out of the room, Blinken. One more time with that, Matt DeSantis, if we could, please. One more time. And we're walking, we're walking. And we're walking. And we're walking. And get out. Get out. Get the hell out. Get out. Get out. Biden instructing the press to leave so that Biden and Xi can speak privately. In Chinese, in Mandarin Chinese. The part where he turns to him and goes, uh, Xi and I are going to speak in Mandarin. I, and then I don't speak Mandarin, but, you know, I'm, and, and I don't want to get accused of doing an accent because the only accent I can get away with and not get fired is Italian, obviously. But if it was uh, the Italian prime minister, it'd be like, hey, how come I don't have any more money coming in, huh? Imagine that in Chinese. Imagine that in a Chinese accent. That's what Biden would be saying right now to Xi if he were speaking Mandarin to him. I don't understand. For years, I've kept all of your secrets, but it's Chinese, and I don't do a Chinese accent. And if I did, I'd I'd probably get fired, so I'm not going to do one. The Italian one, I barely get away with that. And I mean barely. I'm hanging on by a thread here with that. You know what I mean? Excuse me, yeah? My fat ass is so big, I I, got to get out of prison. Like yesterday's show. All right, 855-839-1210 is the number. On Twitter, at Rich Zeal. We have our guest in format. Yes, he confirmed that he is good for a switch. Excuse me, yeah? I'm a soul big. I'm looking my behind. I can't even get into the bars, eh? You got to get me out of the prison. 400-pound, fat-ass Italian who was released from prison for being too fat. That was one of my favorite stories uh, in a long time, I think. Look at my rear end. It's a cut. You see it between the bars, eh? I can't get it between the bars. 
He sub- he uh, he committed a pretty serious crime too. He he stabbed his girlfriend to death, and they were yeah, still willing to let him out of prison just due to his obesity. Let me just say this: she had it coming. She complained about the number of breadcrumbs <laughs> he left in the bed after having a late night veal parmesan snack. All right. So, well, if you're that size, I guess you have to eat in bed in order to maintain your weight. Right, and, you know, so he leaves some breadcrumbs in the sheets. Like, who doesn't do that? You know, I mean, late-night snack, obviously you're going to do a little Parmesan. <laughs> Excuse me, eh? I can't even get into the prison of showers, eh? I can't even get into bend, the, the soap of fall or bend over. I can't get back up. I can't be in this a prison. Also, I was thinking about it. 440 pounds may be fat by Italian standards, but by American standards, he's kind of just a run-of-the-mill inmate, isn't he? Yeah, he's just on a little wheel cart thing at Walmart, cruising the, the stores, you know. Uh, 855-839-1210. The reason why they're not so fat in Italy is because they don't drink Coca-Cola. Anyway, listen, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, is where I want to see you on December 15th for our next live show. But I can't believe Thanksgiving is next week. If you don't want to cook and you don't want to clean up and you don't want to do the mess and everything else, well, then here's what you do. You go to the Oceanfront Grand Hotel's beautiful Ocean Thanksgiving celebration. It's going to be amazing. Chef David Mills has prepared a scrumptious feast for you, and he's an excellent chef, and he will do beautiful, beautiful work with the food. And we'll be looking at the ocean because it's on the fifth floor ballroom of the Grand Hotel where we do the show live. And our next live show, like I said, is Friday, December 15th. So you can get away uh, and enjoy yourself. And just use my name, Zioli, when you book your midweek stay to save 15% off midweek stays at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. My happy place. I love it there. I really do. I love it. I love being there. And I love the people. And you're going to love it, too. The kids, if you want to get the kids away, they'll love that indoor heated pool. They'll love the arcade room and all the amenities the Grand Hotel has for you, like Hemingway's Restaurant. So make your reservation today. Always book direct with them for the best rates. Go to GrandHotelCapeMay.com. GrandHotelCapeMay.com. Promo code Zioli. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.